This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hello, hello. Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name is John. I'm rocking solo this week. If you listened to last week's episode, you already know that. Aaron is on holiday vacation. I hope that your Christmas went very well. This should be the first episode that drops after Christmas, and I should have Aaron back on the next episode. At least I'm hoping so. It's very nice to have somebody that I can talk to and take a few breaks here and there just in case my throat gets a little dry from just talking nonstop like I'm going to do right now. Ah, Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Well, welcome back to the podcast again. I hope your holiday was great. I hope your new year is going great. I hope you've set some really firm, achievable, attainable resolutions because I do love setting goals. I love setting goals throughout the year, not just on New Year's. It's just the arbitrary date, right? You can have a goal for next week if you really want one. And if you ever need help coming up with some goals, I'd love to help you. And hey, with that in mind, join our private Facebook group. All you got to do is go to Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Join that group and we can talk about setting some realistic goals that are going to take you closer to your pro wrestling career. If you listened to last week's episode, this is technically part two to that. I didn't really name it part two, but they do go hand in hand. They do go back to back. And what I talked about last week was the importance of spotting the signs that your body's breaking down, right? Because that's what happened to me. I saw the signs, I ignored the signs, and I went immediately from my most financially successful year to nothing, to zero, to leaving pro wrestling altogether. And I don't want that to happen to you. So today, what I'm going to do is take you step by step through a training day with me if you were a pro wrestler suffering from back pain who wanted me to help you permanently erase that back pain, right? Now we have to start this, of course, I have to start this with a bit of a disclaimer. No two people are the same. No two injuries are the same. Back pain in you is not the same as back pain in someone else, all right? I'm giving you an example today, guys. This is a program that I have used specifically to treat guys with herniated discs in their lower back, all right, this, that's what today's program is for. This program could be done, or this, this workout that I'm going to take you through today could be done by anyone that is completely healthy, wonderfully healthy, feels no pain at all, and wants to do something just to get their body moving and grooving a little bit better. As a matter of fact, that is typically the problem that I find with injuries and pain and all those nagging things that come up you know, from day to day. We don't treat them until they happen right? We don't think about keeping our backs strong and pain-free until it's in pain. And that's the unfortunate thing. So the thing that I, the, the program that I'm bringing to you today was specifically tailored for guys that are suffering from some low back, some sciatic nerve issues, but it could be done by anyone, even if they're full, full blown healthy. And it can be adjusted in many ways to make it more difficult. If you're, you know, as you work through this program, we would make it more difficult step by step, progress it over time. That way, it gets 
you know, gets better results. It keeps getting you stronger and stronger and stronger for longer because becoming a successful pro wrestler can take a long, long time, ladies and gents. It can take a long, long time. So you want to be healthy for a long, long time. You don't want to get an injury that's going to set you back for months or weeks at a time when your pro wrestling career is just getting started, kind of like it did to me. So guys, let's talk about it today. Today, I'm going to give you the step-by-step back pain training day. So here's what you can do now. All right. Last week I talked to you about the ways to spot signs that you need to start taking action with keeping your body healthy. So here's what you can do immediately. The first step should always be do no further harm. All right. Do no further harm. That's why you've adjusted your wrestling schedule, right? And we talked about that last week. You know, maybe you're taking less bookings or maybe you're taking the same number, but without actually wrestling. But the important thing is you've made adjustments. That was step one and doing no further harm. So let's go to step two. That would be to apply the same principle to your actual training. The worst thing you can do is stop training altogether. So if you're in pain and you think, okay, I'm just going to quit wrestling and quit working out. Wrong move, guys. Wrong move. You are a professional, and training is important to your craft, and it is important to your mental health as well. Let's not minimize that. Super important. I know how I feel when I miss a few days at the gym. I feel terrible, all right? And then everything kind of just just snowballs from there. Also, guys, think about this. Write it down. Movement is medicine. Getting up and moving is crucial for healing injuries, promoting healthy blood flow, and getting the body into a state of healing. So movement is good, but what type of movements? I'm going to focus really hard today, guys. I'm going to get kind of laser focused on back pain because that's where I've been. That's my wheelhouse. But I want you to know that I've worked with guys with knee, elbow pain, neck pain, and all that stuff as well. So if you want to hear me talk specifically about those, maybe you let me know in that group, and then we can have future episodes on that. So you need to be conscious of when and where you are in pain. This may sound obvious, but so many people don't take into consideration their favorite chair at home. Yes. Where are you sitting when you're relaxing at your house? If you have back pain and sitting in a certain position in your living room or home causes you to have more pain, move. Seriously. I would find myself sitting in one spot in my living room watching TV with brutal pain in my back. I'd just be sitting there and I would sit there for for minutes, hours at a time. Sit there in pain in my chair. Get up. Okay, I wish somebody would have been there to tell me that at the time. Just get up, move about your house, get some blood flowing, and then superset that walking from the kitchen to the living room with laying flat in the floor, if that brings you relief. All right, a lot of people with low back pain find a lot of relief in what we call the static back pose. And that is where you're laying flat on your back, arms out to your side, with your feet propped up on a couch, on a chair, on a weight bench. They need to be propped up to where your legs, your knees are about at 90 degrees. And that way you have a perfectly flat spine on the floor. There's no, there's no curve. There's no arch in your back. It's perfectly flat against the floor. And you lay there for as long as possible. I typically would have people lay there for 15, 20, even 30 minutes. Then you stand up and you walk around, get some blood flowing, and then you get back in that position. Watch TV in the floor, guys. You can do that. This is If this is a position you can achieve, that's going to bring you some relief, I want you to use it. And if there is a position that you can achieve that you know of that brings you relief, I encourage you to spend more time in that position and combine that with a little bit of walking just to get the blood flowing. 
All right. Hey, real quick, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All you got to do is type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You'll see us on there. Give us a like. Please, let's keep this podcast free. And all I need you to do is join us on social media, all right? So now what you really need is a plan, something sustainable and something realistic that will allow you to get your body under control. Just because you are in pain doesn't mean you should miss the gym or the ring, guys. I want to get you back in shape, back in health, without missing the gym and without missing your bookings, all right? Taking a sip. Here we go. It just means, guys, that you have to make adjustments for a period to get yourself back in top shape because you are the tool. You are the tool of your craft, all right? That's you, right? If you break your body, it's over, right? Don't break your tool. All right, guys. I've worked with dozens of pro wrestlers, and like I said, knee pain, shoulder, neck, back, all that stuff. Doctors and physical therapists can be expensive and and, and intimidating. They also typically don't understand your profession. I talked about this a little bit last week, but your average doctor is going to tell you that throwing yourself at the floor every weekend, hey, ding, ding, that's why you're in pain. And although he's not wrong, he's not right either because he's going to tell you to stop and you don't want to stop because pro wrestling is your passion. And now we've got to find a way for you to do your passion and get better. There are things you can do in the gym and in the ring to continue working towards your dream without causing further injury so you can come back stronger than ever. Now, I'm going to go in today, guys. This is the bulk of the episode. I'm going to talk about a specific gym training session that I've provided to guys suffering from low back pain. This workout is designed to keep you out of pain during the program while promoting healthy healing. As long as you do your part in the ring and at home, and you have to do your part, right? You can't just do this workout and then go slam yourself in the ring constantly and get in more pain and then expect the workout to keep working. You're just going to be taking, you know, one step forward, two steps back at that point. You have to do your part at home and in the ring. So we've already talked about adjusting your pro wrestling schedule, and now we're going to adjust your training, and I'm going to get super specific with that. So you could do this program, this workout, this singular workout. It's going to take you about 45 to 60 minutes in the gym, and you could do this up to three times per week. I highly recommend that you do it twice a week. So let's talk about it, guys. I'm gonna, we're going to get super specific, okay? And I'm going to try to give you as many examples as I can of alternatives if you don't have some of these tools at your gym or at your home. But just note that sometimes you need more specialized tools. And if I don't provide you with enough information today, I want you to hit me up in that Facebook group and I will help you. I will keep giving you stuff until we find one that works for you, okay? Most of the things that I'm going to give you today should be able to be performed at any basic gym be that a Gold's or an Anytime or even a a freaking Planet Fitness or something, okay? You can get a lot of this stuff done. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is head to the sled. That's right, the sled, the prowler, the tank, whatever it might be at your gym. There's many different options for that. And I'm going to have you do five to ten minutes of continuous backwards walking. That's right. This is to be performed at your own pace You get faster as you get stronger. The weight on the sled that I want you to use, let's start at 20 to 25% of your body weight, 
All right, that's not gonna feel like much, or at least it shouldn't, but that's a good place to start because really the first place to start doesn't really matter about the weight as much as it does getting the walking backwards down. I want you digging your big toe into the ground every step. So you're not moonwalking. You're digging your toe into the ground and you're pushing back through your knee, walking backwards for five to 10 minutes. All right? Okay, so John, I don't have a sled. Gotcha. Do you have a treadmill? Are you at a gym that has a treadmill? Because any treadmill will do. I want you to get on that treadmill facing the opposite direction. Do not turn it on. Keep that sucker off. Put your hands on the safety rails and start moving that belt backwards with your feet. All right? You understand what I'm saying? You can lean back into the the control panel or the safety bars or whatever they may be. I want the treadmill off. And I want you walking backwards, pushing slowly with your big toe on the belt of that treadmill with it off. All right, you're gonna get the exact same burn I'm looking for here just using the treadmill. Are you at home and you don't have a gym at all? I just want you to walk backwards. Preferably up a hill would be even better. So walk backwards, awesome. Walk up a hill, even better. Do something safe. I know that my park has a hill that has a, a handrail next to it. Put your hand on the handrail. Walk backwards up that hill. You're going to look goofy. Who cares? You're here to do some work. You're here to keep working and get yourself out of pain. Do it, guys. Five to ten minutes walking backwards. All right. After we're done walking backwards, we're going to move to the floor for some dead bugs. And you can do these anywhere. You don't need any equipment at all. All you got to have is a floor. A nice, you know, firm, hard surface to lay on top of. This is a podcast, so I'm not going to describe exactly what a dead bug is. You got Google. Google it. But this is one of the best tools in the belt of a person trying to get somebody in good shape with their spine, okay? We do three to five sets of these dead bugs. We do 20 reps tops, maybe 10 to 20 reps. Nice and smooth, resting as you need, all right? That's of your dead bug. Three to five sets, 10 to 20 smooth reps, and it's all about being nice and smooth. Moving up from the dead bugs... I'm going to put your hands on an 18-inch box and do not be one of those people that gets caught up so much in the equipment, okay? You don't have an 18-inch box. Do you have a 20? Do you have a 15? Do you have a chair? Do you have a desk? Do you have a table? Do you have an ottoman? Do you have a curb outside your house? 18 inches is just my favorite, but you know what? You can use different sizes. You can use 12 inch, you can use 16, you can use 20, all right? What you're gonna do is put your hands on that 18 inch box. You're gonna put your shoulders, elbows, and wrists in a perfect line straight down into that box from your shoulders. What you're gonna do is squeeze your stomach nice and tight and you're gonna do 10 to 20 mountain climbers. I often refer to these as hill climbers because I have people do them so often they needed a different name. So. If you know what a mountain climber is, that's where you're in a plank and you're pushing your knees up towards your chest. So these are called hill climbers for me, guys, because you're doing a mountain climber, but your hands are on a box, which in theory makes it a little bit easier. But here's the thing. You're going to go so slow that you can keep your stomach super tight, abs tight the entire time. As your knee comes in, abs tight. As you push your foot back slowly, abs tight the entire time. This is my favorite way to do what's called flossing of the sciatic nerve. Get some healthy blood flow moving from your legs all through your back, all around that nerve, promoting some healing and also getting you stretched out the entire time. Now guys, 
we're going to do some work with some weights. We're going to start with having you, I'm going to start with having you lean flat back against a wall, okay? I want you to walk your feet forward, put your knees nice and straight. That's going to force you to lean into that wall very hard, flat back into the wall. You're going to have a dumbbell in each hand or maybe just a barbell across your waist. And you're going to do some bicep curls. Yup, that's right. Bicep curls against a flat wall. Some people call these strict curls, but I'm, I'm, I'm not as interested in that perfectly vertical, vertical position of the body because you could stand with your feet under your hips at that point. I want your feet out in front of you to force you to lean back into that wall. All right, you can have your elbows tucked to your side or you can pull your elbows back and actually touch the wall with your elbows. Either way, that is fine. But here's what you're going to do. One big giant set of 20 to 25 reps. That means pick a weight that you can knock out 20 to 25 reps with. One set. That's it. Lean against the wall. Do 20, do 25 curls. After that, you're going to go back to that 18-inch box and you're going to hit three to five sets of 10 to 20 push-ups. Yes, on the box, not in the floor, where your bad back is going to cave in and cause you all kinds of extra pain. And you aren't going to let your ego get in the way here, right? Remember, we talked about that in the last episode. No ego allowed. I know you're strong enough to do push-ups in the floor. I got it. I understand. But just because you can doesn't always mean you should. If it causes you pain and your back caves in in the floor, that's not what you need to do. You need to do three to five sets of 10 to 20 push-ups with your hands on that 18-inch box. Get your chest as close to your hands as you can. If you can touch the box, awesome, cool, fantastic. Do all your reps, guys. All right, after you're done with your push-ups, head back to that wall, pick up your dumbbells, pick up your barbell, hit another set of curls, 20 to 25 reps, exactly the same as before. After you do your curls, round two, you are going to hit three to five sets of 10 to 20 inverted rows. If you don't know what inverted row is, I want you to Google it. I love doing these on gymnastic rings, which is also my favorite piece of home gym equipment. If you want to start a home gym, go get yourself some rings. They're inexpensive and they can be used just about anywhere. I love doing inverted rows on the rings, or you could do them on a TRX, which is another option for home gyms, but most gyms have them nowadays as well. If you don't have a TRX, if your gym doesn't have rings or a TRX, all you need is a squat rack and a barbell. You set the J-hooks of that squat rack up right around your waist. You put that barbell in the squat rack to where it's just about at your hip bone, and then you lay underneath it and you do your inverted rows on that straight bar. Perfectly fine. All you got to do is Google it. You're doing three to five sets, 10 to 20 reps. And guess what you're going to do now, guys, after your three to five sets? You're going to do one final set of 20 to 25 curls against that wall. And hopefully at this point, you've realized we do these curls against the wall to save your back from having to support any of that weight. It also keeps you from swinging your body and shifting the pressure onto your spine from those dumbbells, barbells, whatever you're using. Okay? Flat against the wall. We're not taking any risks here of putting weight on your spine. I want pain-free movement. All right. Now, you got two options to finish this workout. And if you're an animal, you can do them both, but let's talk about them. So if your back allows it, we're going to pick up some heavy weights and we're going to take a walk. This is the farmer's carry. If you follow me on social media, you know how important they are to me. When I say heavy, I'm talking, if you can get 20 to 25% of your body weight in both hands, pretty damn impressive guys and then you just take off walking nice and tall keeping your core tight not swinging those weights at all 
and you walk for 15 seconds, 20 seconds, build up to 30 seconds. And when that becomes easy, you walk for a minute. And when you can walk for a minute with 20 to 25% of your body weight in each hand, then you increase the weight and you start over. You go to 30, 40% body weight in each hand and you walk for 15 seconds again and 20 seconds again and then 30 seconds. You do three to five sets of that and you're going to get so strong, guys, and you're going to feel strong, all right? Farmers carry one of the most important things you do. If the back doesn't allow it, if it's out of the question right now, if you can't do them properly, then what I want you to do is head back to the sled. Now, if you're feeling great, you could actually do the farmer's carry and then head to the sled to finish this off. But let's talk about this. This is, this is, this is what we're going to finish the workout with. This time, I want you to load your body weight on that sled. So if you're 200 pounds, I want you to put 200 pounds on top of that sled. And then I want you to push it. I want you to dig. I want you to lean, lean into that sled. Okay. I want you to dig your toes into the ground and I want you to push that sled nice and slow for five to 10 minutes. All right. If you, if you, if you're on a path, push it to the end, walk around it, push it back, walk around it, push it back. Do that for five to 10 minutes with your body weight on the sled. If you don't have a sled, I want you walking on your treadmill. Turn the power on this time, please. Face the right direction and put the incline as high as you possibly can to where you can walk without touching the handrails. Yep, that's right. You're walking without touching the handrails with the incline at the highest possible setting that you can achieve that at. Now, don't put it on 15 and go for that if you can't do that for five to 10 minutes because you have to hang backwards off the handrails. That's not getting you anything. It's not earning you anything, guys. But I want you to get on that treadmill, put it at the, the maximum incline that you can sustain, and I want you to walk for five to 10 minutes, all right? Now, if that's not possible, then you go outside, you find yourself a hill. You walk up and down the hill for a while. I mean, you can get it done, guys. And I'll, I'll, I'll help you come up with more options as I have if I have to. Hit me up in that group, but that is how you would be finishing that workout. If you do that properly, if you rest properly, it should take you about 45 minutes to get through that. All right? More experienced people, if you know, because a lot of times I said three to five sets. If you just do three of everything, you could probably get that workout done in 30 minutes. All right? And you can do it three times a week, preferably non-consecutively, meaning you could do that workout Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, something like that. And then in the, on the other two days, we come up with something else for you to do. Maybe we do an upper body aesthetic look. you got plenty of curls in today, which is to promote some healthy blood flow without putting stress on the spine, to get some movement through your arms, your biceps. You want big biceps to be a pro wrestler. I get that as well. Helps you with your grip strength as well. So we put those in there to keep your back nice and safe with you leaning against that wall. But, you know, guys, I hope you took some good stuff away from that. There was a time when being a pro wrestler was my dream. The very theme of this episode, the last two episodes, is how my dream kind of crumbled and you know how I can help you prevent that from happening to yourself. So now, what's my dream, guys? My dream is to cultivate a new generation of pro wrestlers, pro wrestlers who prioritize their strength and their well-being as performers, all right? I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I wasn't specific enough about anything, I want you to hit me up and let me know. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And just like Aaron always says, guys, do not wait for your opportunity. Take it.